Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello, good morning and welcome to another show of uh, Going Greyhounds. It was uh, a big week greyhound racing wise uh, across the nation of course. Uh, the features uh, were down in Melbourne at the Meadows on uh, Saturday. We saw Something that we don't see too often in the in the two big ones, the Top Gun Stayers and the the Top Gun itself, it was was taken up by reserve runners, of course, Moraine Susie, gained a star courtesy of the scratching of Super Estrella and and took out the Top Gun Stayers in brilliant order, and then we saw Photo Man get a start, start from the outside box and just burn across them and and prove too good in the the Top Gun there on Saturday night. It was a it was a terrific night there. Uh, at the Meadows on on Saturday, and it's just going to be a monster carnival down south in Victoria. And of course, we've got the shootout this Saturday night as well. So it was a certainly a a big night there in Melbourne. We saw some heats of the Bidgey Cup at Wagga uh, last Friday. We'll touch on them later on in the program as well, a little closer to home. And of course. This Thursday, we see a couple of heats of the Dabdo Middle Distance Championship. So, uh, Greyhound racing across the country is really in full swing, and it's certainly an exciting time. We'll head for a short break. We've got a big show this morning. Our first guest will be Joe Lanuti as we chat about his champ. She's a pearl after she broke the Australian prize money record last Wednesday at Wentworth Park. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Can she bounce back? She's a pearl set. Racing, she's a pearl. Began brilliantly off the inside. Goes straight to the lead from Coco Model. And Gatlin's nice and handy third. And a big gap away to Simply Limelight running out of the straight now into the back and she's a pearl led the way. She's out by two. Gatlin's close enough if good enough in second spot. Four away Coco Model and Simply Limelight off the back they run. She's a pearl two lengths clear from Gatlin. They've broken away for the rest up to the corner. She's a pearl in front. She's extending the margin now. She accelerates away. She's a pearl too good. Beat Gatlin by four lengths. Eight lengths away third. Uh, Simply Limelight just in front of Coco Model. What's the time? 2934. There we go. 2934. It was a historic night at Wentworth Park last Wednesday where we saw She's a Pearl break the Australian prize money record. And we're joined by her owner now, Joe Lanuni. Good morning to you, Joe. And firstly, a massive congratulations to you and your team. It must give you great satisfaction to to have a Greyhound that's now the richest prize money earner in Greyhound racing history. Good morning, Matty. Hope you're well. Uh, Yeah, of course it is. My word, massive. Um... We've got a great crew, friends and family that race a few dogs, and uh, to think we got this this lovely girl uh, at the start of the year, and and what's unfolded subsequently has just been the ride of our life. And um, yeah, I mean, but it's all different now, Matty, isn't it? With these bigger races and bigger prize money races, but um, listen, she's there now, regardless of what happens. We, we've uh, sat at the top for for a, a period of time, who knows how long, but um, yeah, great reward. Yeah, absolutely, and and you just touched on these these races now with so much prize money on offer uh, that probably accentuate the the prize money uh, to be a, to allow her to to break these records. But at the same time, you need to still be good enough to to win those races. And and she proved at the in the first half of the year where she was pretty much unbeatable how good she was. And it must have been pleasing to see her return pretty much to to that sort of form there last week as well. My worst, yeah, she, she, uh, I thought her run home was very good. Uh, in that run, uh, low 11 sixes, she 
Yeah, I don't think the track was overly quick. Uh, we trialled a couple there after the last, and we had a dog go around a little bit later who he wanted about 29.80, and he'd gone uh, a lot quicker in a trial. So I don't think it was the quickest track uh, that she'd seen. So I think it was arguably one of the faster runs uh, since we've had it. So, yeah, no, very, very excited to have it back. And, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Hopefully we keep it together and we can uh, win a few more races. It would be nice just... For the for the sport in general as well, when she's just such a, I guess um, she's been able to capture the the wider public audience, I suppose, with what she was able to do at the, the start of the year. It's probably a little bit of luster sort of come off that with not having seen her for for a couple of months, and then her when she did resume, not quite at that level, but the fact that she's she's got back to. To that level, which which Andy Lord said he believes she would be able to get to, and then you touched on her run home time. I think that's the fastest she's ever been able to run home in. So it's a pretty scary thought, knowing what she's already been able to achieve. If she's if she's got better off that, it's it's a it's a very scary thought. Yeah, it is, and I think I mean Gatlin was right there, um, <laughs> half a stride up the back. I thought he was taking a little bit of ground off her, and and she ran away late, which was good because that was a well, second 500, I think, back. Uh, and then Gatlin, again, subsequently has gone down and trolled 29.3 stand down. I mean, he is a greyhound that has run 29.2 recently at Wemmy. So it was a pretty good... And simply Limelight was in the race as well. Uh, it wasn't a bad little race, although four dogs. Uh, I think the form will be pretty good out of it. And Yeah, no, I think she's... I mean, it's proof in the pudding. I think she's back off that run. So, uh, yeah, bring it on. And plans with her going forward now, of course, the... The, the Melbourne Carnival's in full swing. We've got the shootout this week and then uh, the the heats of the, the Melbourne Cup coming up in the next couple of weeks. What's the plans with her now? Do we see her in a shootout? Do we see her in a Melbourne Cup? And then, of course, long-term, I would assume that the Phoenix is on her agenda. You'd be pretty pretty silly to say that she wouldn't get a slot, particularly off what she's done and then what she was able to do last week. I'd love to give you a definitive answer, Matty. I can't. I'm meeting with Jody and Andy tomorrow uh, and, and we'll know... 100% from that point, but everything's on the table at the moment. Obviously, there's a there's a big megastar coming up at Dapto. There's a Melbourne Cup coming up. There's a shootout, as you said. I, I think, obviously, Jody will make this decision uh, 100%. And I, I suppose in the back of my mind is if we if we go and trial it in Melbourne and then we go into a, a Melbourne Cup heat and then if, if we were lucky enough to make the final, there's three weeks in a row. Then if you want to look at the Meadows a couple of times leading into a Phoenix, you, you sort of all of a sudden, you're travelling to Victoria six weeks in a row. And we know how difficult that is for the Victorians coming up to Wentworth Park. So I reckon that's in the back of Jody's mind. And she'll just plot out how she wants to get to the Phoenix. Because that, that, make no mistake, that's the main goal of the preparation. So I, I can't give you an answer at the moment. But Melbourne's certainly on the radar. Uh, which way we go about it to get to the Phoenix, we should know within the next sort of 24, 48 hours. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure we'll... We keep our ears tuned and and wait for that announcement on where we'll see her again next. But it's I guess it's an exciting thing for the sport to to see her back to her best. I know there's there's a few down in Melbourne that they they say that wow she's fast is is arguably the the, the queen of greyhound racing. My opinion is she's a pearls the the queen. She's been able to do it in those in those series races where you need to be at your peak, sort of two three weeks in a row. So. Um, she lost a little bit, I suppose, the other night finishing down the track. So it would be good to see them clash under to race under race conditions. And and from your perspective, what I guess 
Pearls, she's always had these naysayers that say, oh, she only does it at Wentworth Park. She only does it in New South Wales. What would it mean to, to go down to Victoria and, and beat them on their home deck? Yeah, I don't get caught up in all of that. I mean, I suppose if they are saying that, they're probably right at the moment. She has only done it at Winnie and Tamora, but um, oh, I think she, I think she'll be pretty competitive. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about other people, Matty. I just love her to, to go down and win a Phoenix. <laughs> Theoretically, mainly for the money, it's worth a million dollars. <laughs> and uh, if we got, we got to a Melbourne Cup, it's, a, it's another six hundred thousand. So, uh, I, a lot of people probably say it's not about the money, but. Let me tell you, it helps. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to go. I'd love to take on anyone with her, and if she's right, we will. But you've got to make sure everything's ready to go. And then Andy and Jody have said that the whole way along. So, uh, no, nothing. Seriously, nothing to do with any external factors. It's all about our team and what we want to achieve. And um, and I'll be honest, <laughs> racing in big prize money races, mate. No point lying about it. Being around the foot, that's fair dick, and that's we're trying to earn cash. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone that, say, that says it's never about the money has never won a million-dollar race, have they? <laughs> that will, uh, no, I'd rather... Listen, the egg's very good and, and Melbourne Cup would be amazing, but now you've got... I mean, the fee amazing, a million, but let's call it spade a spade. The million-dollar chase is where the, the whole connection's get a million dollars. There's no other race that allows the winner to get a million. So, so us, uh, obviously, we've won it, but that's the pinnacle race in Australia for us moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, and... You've got a big week ahead with with a lot of your other team. Um, Dapto Thursday night, middle distance championships, heats, punters, bandit. She was terrific last week on, on what was a, a, a pretty crazy run by Father Rick, almost breaking the track record. And, and uh, To be honest, I thought down the back she would be able to run past him, but then you probably think on face value she was a shade disappointing, and then all of a sudden the time comes up and it's 34-13 and you just have to... Tip your cap and say he was too good. Oh, my word, absolutely. He went like a lead jet. I, on Punters Bandit, everything that, that Andy and Jody said has just come to fruition with her. When she first went there, she'd never seen the place and she went 34.5 or 34.6, not 58, something like that. They said she'd come back and sort of take three tenths off it, uh, which she did. She went 34.18 getting beaten. And they've always said all along that they thought that she's a great and could break 34 adapter. So she's trending the right way. Um, Oh, I think she's a beauty. She's she's already banked over forty thousand in fifteen starts. She's just turned two. So uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. She she what's the best part about her over six hundred? Maybe she's jumping so well, so she puts herself in the race. Yeah, and that makes a, a that makes a massive thing, particularly with with her strength later. She's she's close enough going down the back when she can finish off like she can. It's it's going to hold her. In very good stead. She's she's very very smart. Silver Luck. He's just always he's always consistent. Doesn't win out of turn, but he, he's always thereabouts and puts himself there. And uh, if he gets the right luck, he's always a big player in races like this. Tom Melbourne, only seven seconds in a row. <laughs> Silver Luck, unbelievable. <laughs> but he's getting better and better. He broke forty two the other day at Winnie. Rista Piper got straight there and took seven hundred and ten yards to get past him. He's a beauty. Good group of owners in Silver Luck and. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's too far away. A lot of dogs, if you see that seven seconds in a row, you think there's certain uh, there's certain reasons why. I don't think that's the case with him. Uh, I think he's drawn very well close to the rails in box two. If he can get out and beat Zipping Alabama out, uh, I think he can um, he can run a mighty race. And, and this is a hot series, mate. I know there's only 15 dogs across two heats, but there'll be some good dogs don't run top top four on Thursday. So 25 k's attracted some very good animals. Yeah, absolutely.
absolutely, I can I completely agree with that uh, with that sentiment and a, a new a new addition to uh, to to your ownership group. Good odds, Emma. We've seen her in the past run some really good races for for Frank and Tracy Hurst. She's now in uh, under your ownership now with the the Lords as well. We'll see her for the first time on on Thursday night with with Andy and Jody uh, in a middle distance championship. Heating the the draw looks to be okay with her uh, for her with that. Vacant box to her inside. Yeah, started with an easy assignment, haven't we? Found it, Jade. So smiled, dipping over that buzz junkie. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, no, she's a good bitch. Very excited to get her off the great camp and uh, to our camp. And yeah, it's all about that. Though since we got her, we wanted to target this race and the mega start. So uh, it's a good starting point if she can get the start right, which she has to do in a race like that. Put herself up on pace, and hopefully she can land top four. That's the main goal Thursday, and then we might be able to line up in the big final. Yeah, it would be it would be very nice. Saturday night, Wentworth Park, Black Abbott. Um, he's shade unlucky, particularly in the the first little bit of the race there on on Saturday night. How's he come through that run and uh, see him this Saturday at Wenning? Yeah, he's yeah he's okay. He's uh, he's come through well. He goes into the final on on Saturday night, eight thousand dollar final. Uh, so that was the main aim. He's a dog. He's got immense ability. He's very strong. Uh, Andy and Jody said publicly that um, 600 yards will be go down the track. I think he just needs to race, Matty, and learn how to race. And uh, we saw what he did a couple of starts ago when he blew them away in 29.80. But yeah, just in the field, feeling his way around Winnie. I think he's a dog that might have to get to 15, 20, 25 starts before he feels very comfortable in a field, and we see the very best of him. But we have seen glimpses already: 24.6 gold and 29.8 Winnie, and. Um, yeah, you let's see if he gets a crack at him in that eight K final then uh you know, all of a sudden he races to seventeen or eighteen thousand dollars prize money and we're off and running after six starts. Yeah, it would be it would be very nice, but yeah, as you touched on, he's certainly got a motor. Mr. Perfect, uh, again another addition to your ownership group. He's had the two starts. He he won on debut quite some time ago. I, I assume he's had a had an issue or two since then, but he was terrific when first up for you last week. Yeah, absolutely terrific, wasn't he? 29.80 on the game on the track we didn't think was too quick. He really towered away. I think he won by 11 or 12 lengths. And, um, yeah, he's an exciting young pup. Again, similar to Black Abbott, uh, where you've just got to see them in race fields and they've got to get it done. He's got a really tricky draw tomorrow night out in box eight. So it'll be a learning curve and win, lose or draw. They just need to race and get used to it. So, um, yeah, he had, he's, uh, he's a great addition to our team with good odds as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then Kenya Wilder, uh, he was he was terrific winning on on Saturday night. Where where will we see him next? He's going to the Casino Cup. Talking to Johnny Thomas, we're going to go and trial him up there, and then the four eighty four is probably ideal trip for him. He's a really mad railer as well. So uh, it's worth twenty five k the Group Three Casino Cup, and that's where off. He's been a good dog, Kenya Wilder. He's had seventeen starts. He's won ten. He's won, I think, about 45000 in prize money, Matty. He's group one place, so he's been an absolute beauty for his owners, and I think he's only about two and a quarter. So, yeah, let's have a crack at the Casino Cup, and, um, yeah, hopefully he can draw inside and he can run a race. If he draws inside, finds the front of Casino, it's going to take something pretty special to running down up there, that's for sure. Yeah, my word, yeah. He's just mad. Mad railer just scratches the paint. So, sometimes there at Casino, you see them get a little bit wide, some of the dogs, so he, he's happy to take the runs underneath him, but uh, Johnny Thomas is doing a great job. And all, of, all of our trainers are. Uh, we talked about um, the Mr. Perfect there with Michelle Sultana doing a fantastic job. Johnny's doing a great job. And, um, and obviously, Joe.
Lord, uh, there's none better. I don't think there's any better in Australia, but 100% none better in New South Wales. And our owners couldn't be happier to be in the camp. Yeah, well, that's that's what it's all about is happy owners. And generally that means if there's happy owners, there's there's good good results coming. So, And, and your team, the, the Punters HQ team, have had a lot of good results and none better than what you've been able to achieve in the, the last 12 months. And uh, you've got a big couple of months ahead kicking off Thursday with the, the DAPTO Middle Distance Championship. So good luck for the for the next month or two. I'm sure we'll be catching up to chat about the, the couple that I'm in. But most importantly, I think for from a, a, a racing fan, just we wish you all the best with She's a Pearl. We hope that she can she can produce what she did last week, week after week, go down to Melbourne and give them hell down there. Yeah, bring it on. Bring on the Phoenix. Cross your fingers, punters. Cross your toes. Hopefully we get a slot and we'll... Uh... We'll do our state prep. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get a spot. You'll get a slot. There's, oh, I'd, I'd be very, very shocked if there wasn't someone out there that's just, just waiting, waiting for that to make that phone call to see if she is available. So good luck, Joe, and yeah, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, buddy. Take care. There is Joe Lanuti who was chatting about she's a pearl. You can just sense the excitement in his voice. Not only breaking the prize money record last week, but also what she could achieve. In the next couple of months, who knows? She might become the first $2 million prize money earner that Greyhound Racing has ever seen. We'll head for a short break. On the other side, we'll chat with Jason Line, who's the manager of the Bathurst Greyhound Racing Club, just to have a chat to him regarding all the the floods uh, that have caused chaos out there in the West. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Hello and welcome back to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. We're joined now by Jason Lyne, who's the manager of the Bathurst Greyhound Racing Club. Good morning to you, Jason. G'day, Matt. How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, uh, how are you going? Obviously, I guess the, the whole pretty much eastern side of Australia has just been uh, buffeted with rain the uh, the past couple of months. How's things out at Bathurst? Um, just looking at some photos of your track, it seems like it was, it's was. it been a, a pretty hairy couple of weeks with flooding from the, the Macquarie River there. Yeah, it has been, mate. A uh, very challenging week. Uh, we thought we did a great job to get through last Monday's meeting. Uh, we had 12 races and the rain was intermittent and whatnot. Then we had 75 mils of rain overnight last Monday, which washed the track away. Uh, then, yeah, a few of us, we banded together. We got the track put back together Tuesday morning and pretty much without any warning, uh, regarding any flood notifications or anything from council or anything, the river just, we watched it rise. As soon as we finished on the track, uh, finished, the river just kept rising and started encroaching on the track. And within two or three hours, yeah, she pretty much, the whole back straight was covered. And yeah, covered the infield, mate, pretty much. So, which is extremely disappointing. But as you say, it's been one of those things the last six or 12 months across the country. And uh, yeah, just an ongoing issue at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's it's just so such heartbreak, I suppose. Of course, we saw what happened in the Northern Rivers with Lismore uh, and their track earlier this year. I'm from uh, a small town on the on the border, country Victoria, and and they're they're in the the midst of flooding down there as well. And I know, speaking to to my mum and dad, they've been saying that the water hasn't been able to to disappear. It's just sort of it's gradually. Uh, um, disappearing, but very, very slowly. How's it been in the past week there at Bathurst? Has the water 
has the water gone or is it still sort of laying around? Uh, the water's left the track. It did. We haven't. We couldn't do much last week because the water was sitting at the back of the fence, and we didn't want to take any chances and uh, have uh, anyone come on side or anything like that. So the water has dropped. Uh, I wouldn't say significantly, but uh, the river is running very, very quickly down the back. But it has dropped two or three meters, which is a good thing. We had the electricians out yesterday, and we've got some issues with our irrigation system with the pump. It's yeah, the water came up over that, and uh, did some testing on the boxes and things like that. I uh, had the concreter come out, had a concreter come out yesterday and pretty much we're going to have to replace the whole slab. The water's gone under the slab of the 300-metre boxes and lifted it in parts and cracked it. Uh, so we're in the process of just trying to get finalised, so get our quote back today and hopefully get that ball rolling uh, to start the process of getting us put back together. And is there a, a, a timeline estimate on when you think all this, all, all this repairs will be able to be completed by? No, mate, nothing at this stage. Where all systems go as soon as we get the OK, we're just waiting for another couple of quotes to come in. Like the back fence was damaged. The water's pushed the fence in when it's come over. Then when it's gone back out, it's ripped it back out. So we've got some parts where the the, the back whole back strike fence needs to be... We've really got all the quotes uh, in, just waiting for the concrete. And now we'll be all systems go, Jeff and I at the track, uh, ready to go rip in and do what we need to do. I think once we start, I think the biggest challenge is going to be just getting the cement the old slab out and putting the new one in let it go off uh, and then once that starts I don't think it'll be a long process but we just need to make sure we're right to go and safety's the key mate and yeah we're just, we're just in a holding pattern at the moment but I think when the go button hits we'll be going as hard as we can to get back and running as quick as we can yeah outstanding and and I, I'm, I'm reading just now that this is the, the am I right in saying the fourth flood in since 1986 is there any talks, um, I suppose, amongst yourselves, firstly and secondly, with Greyhound Racing New South Wales about trying to work out a, a plan to try and avoid this, I suppose, in the future? Uh, I think it's been discussed like intermittently over the time. I've been here nearly 10 years, Matt, and the first one I've had go over the, uh, go over the track. But, yeah, I, was, I did see the floods in 98. I was around and as a participant back then, and... Yeah, no, that was, it was significantly higher. I think ideally, mate, long-term, that would be the ultimate goal, to find another venue where you're not on the river. I suppose like any track that's located in the river, you want to uh, be away from that. Just take that element of risk out. Uh, but uh, how those sports are progressing, mate, where they're at, uh, people, uh, yeah, above me, mate, do that sort of stuff. But there has been whispers going around that uh, like people are looking at it. But I think short-term, mate, we'll be staying where we are and, until a better solution is found. And I suppose you've got to find the right land that accommodates what we need. Yeah, exactly, and and I guess it's it doesn't happen too often. I think it was nineteen ninety eight was the the last of the floods, as you you touched on. So it's not like this is a uh, a regular occurrence year in no, year out. Yeah, not in re- not in recent years, Matt. And, and it, it was just so unexpected. Like we busted our backsides to get the track back together Tuesday. We wouldn't have done it if we had known the river was going to rise as quickly and as high as it did. Uh, yeah, so it's just yeah, just very disappointing. Uh, not only for participants, but my staff and whatnot who yeah, take a lot of pride in the track and what they do. So, yeah, it is what it is, mate. We've just got to deal with the cards we've got and we'll get back up and going as quick as we can. Yeah, as as we said when, when Lismore went under earlier this year, it's it's heartbreaking and our thoughts go out to to all of the participants in the the Bathurst area that race there week in, week out. It's it's certainly very devastating and, um, yeah, we hope we hope that, when you are are able to get in there and and get all those repairs done, it's it's as quickly as possible and racing can get back underway there at Bathurst. Um, 
as soon as possible because uh, for those that are out there in the West, which there is a, a lot of people, it's, it's certainly a venue that needs to be up and running. Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. And I'd just like to thank all the participants and even lo- uh, local co- community people that have offered support and sent out their condolences and whatnot. So, yeah, we've got a really good, great group of trainers out here, mate. And Yeah, we'll be doing our best to get back up and going for them as quick as we can. Yeah, outstanding. And, uh, yeah, I send my wishes out to you. And I, and I know you just touched on the, the local support that you get. And I know with, with my hometown, it's... It's funny when things like this occur, how how that the community spirit just just increases. You wouldn't even say tenfold; you'd say a hundredfold. It's uh, in times of in times of need, um, it just does show the good in people, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly does. It's just unbelievable. People just go to a new level. You don't think they can go any higher or dig any deeper, but they do. Yeah, and it's just greatly appreciated. Yeah, outstanding. Well. All the very best, and, and we hope we see Bathurst back up and running as, as soon as possible. Cheers, mate. That's our plan. We're working very, very hard towards it. Outstanding. There's Jason Lyon from uh, the Bathurst Greyhound Racing Club, uh, who have had a pretty tough week with their track, unfortunately, being being flooded. So we, we send our uh, best wishes out to all of them. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we'll just touch on the, the, the Wagga Cup heats from last week. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. The the feature racing in New South Wales last week was three heats of the uh, the Wagga Cup, and uh, there was some minor upsets. Uh, it must be said, the first heat, Mortify, uh, who we've seen qualify for a million dollar chase. Grand final. She she started at one dollar and ninety cents, but she pretty much took no part. She had no luck at all and finished down the track with the other favourite Nikolai Bale, and it was left for Charlie's Jar to score an upset weed, uh, upset win, beating Zavian Bale, uh, Sam and Corey Grenfell. They always bring a team up to Wagga for these feature races, and and this year was no exception. They of course got Zavian Bale to to qualify, so Charlie's Jar beating Zavian Bale in the, the first of the heats. Then, of course, the Victorian Vader Bale, outstanding, winning the second heat, beating Start Packing. They they spaced the others pretty comfortably there. Uh, well, Rodri Jack was well in the market with my boy Rock, and they both finished down the track. But Vader Bale and Start Packing, clearly the, the two uh, from the, the second heat. And then, of course, the, the last heat was taken out by Special Blend. It gave Ash Dwyer... Uh, a winning double uh, in the three heats, and and he's come up favourite in the final this week. He was terrific, winning there from from box four, beating Tom's Express and Aqua Tiger. He's no slouch. The the Victorian from box eight uh, just had no luck from out there and ended up finishing down the track. So as far as the the box draw is concerned, uh, this Friday night Star Packing's come up with the red. He's been well supported in early markets, seven into. Six dollars special blend, uh, a solid favourite at two fifty. Uh, his kennel mate Charlie's Jar is at ten dollars. Then Vader Bale, the Victorian, who was really good winning. Uh, his heat two dollars seventy. Aqua Tiger seventeen. Tom's Express thirty four. Zavian Bale six fifty. And Tigalon Car is at thirty four dollars. So, looking at the box draw, start packing early support box one. It's an advantage there at Wagga. He's going to get a a good run, but it's certainly going to be hard to beat Special Blend. He won from box four last week, gets box two on Friday, possesses nice speed, is 
he's very honest and, and he'll take some beating. But Vader Bale, you just have to respect the the Grenfell team that that that, that bring a bring a contingent up to to Wagga. They're always thereabouts. I think they've trained the trifecta in the the past two runnings of the Wagga Cup, so they're going to be big players again. That's the the feature race this Friday uh, in New South Wales. Uh, this week, of course, on Thursday night, we touched on a little bit earlier with, with Joe, um, the Dapto Middle Distance Championships heats. Um, two heats there on uh, on Thursday. Um, top four will go through to the final the following week there. A couple of outstanding fields. Um, just getting them up now. The first of the, the heats has Zipping Alabama, of course, just back from a, from a Melbourne campaign where she didn't have a, a lot of luck. Grimadara, Father Rick, who was... Brilliant in fast time last week. Punters Bandit, Nordic Thunder, Showman Jack, Corbel Magic, uh, who's been outstanding uh, at his past couple over the, the 700. A hot first heat. Then the second heat, we see Bandit Jane. Coast Model, of course, runner-up in the Million Dollar Chase earlier this year. Zipping Novak. Uh, good odds, Emma Buzz Junkie, who recently won the Adelaide Cup. So a couple of outstanding middle-distance championship heats at Dapto on Thursday. And then, of course, on Saturday night, in Melbourne at Sandown, we will see the Sandown shootout. Four runners. There's two automatic qualifiers in Photo Man, who won the Top Gun on Saturday, and McInerney, the recent Million Dollar Chase winner. They got exemptions into the race. So we'll see those two. There'll be two more that will be added. Uh, I think tomorrow they will get announced. I could be wrong. It might be later on this afternoon, but that'll be a cracking race this Saturday night. So it's Certainly all hotting up as far as Greyhound Racing in Victoria and New South Wales are concerned. It's going to be a big week ahead. Uh, the podcast for this morning's show will be up online very soon. Till next week, take care, many winners, and the best of luck to you all.